Hey, good afternoon. After a little uh, technical difficulty, we start Tuesday's uh, Tiger recruiting show only about 180 seconds late. So not a bad day here at Power Mizzou. Gabe DeArmond, Sean Williams with you. Talk a little Mizzou recruiting before the holiday. Sean, what's going on, man? Not much. I, I thought like, uh, you know, you're having your internet issues and I thought this thing would automatically start and it was just going to be me and I was going to be like uh, Monty on uh, Major League. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when Harry Doyle passes out, I'm just going to sit there and be like, welcome to the Missouri Recruiting Show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have not yet started my um, holiday drinking, so I don't plan to pass out. Now, I can't promise I'm going to be here the whole time, but I, I uh, do plan to be conscious as long as I am here. So there you go. Well, uh, when you leave, I'll just hit the leave button too, and it's it's all good. <laughs> perfect. Well, uh, guys, if you're out here and joining us live, like our friend AU Stock, who is here pretty much every week. Uh, we appreciate it and certainly invite your questions, your comments, anything you have uh, on your mind, preferably about Mizzou recruiting. But look, I, I don't care. We can talk about anything you want this time. I mean, it's a holiday week. Most of you guys even, again, we've discussed your employment status with us if you're watching this show live at 2.30 Central. But even if you have a job, you might be off this Tuesday. So uh, feel free to uh, comments, questions, anything you want to talk about, throw them in there. We will get to them uh, before we do that. Always want to thank James Carlton State Farm Insurance for sponsoring these shows and being a part of it. Um, look, it's a lot of people going to be traveling, a lot of people going to be on the roads the next few days. You want to make sure that your insurance is up to snuff. Everything's current. You're saving as much money as you can. There's a lot of stupid people out there, not you, but other people on the road. Um, not not great drivers, and you want to make sure you're insured and everything is up to date. Get in touch with James Carlton at carltoninsurance.net by phone at 314-961-4800. His team is going to take care of you and your family and all of its insurance needs. Um, and if you mention Power Mizzou to him and he gives you a quote, he's going to donate $20 to the Mizzou NIL Collective's efforts to... Uh, Reward the players that are already here, obviously never to entice other players to come here. Um, so, you know, NIL obviously has nothing to do with recruiting, which is what we talk about here. And um, so, Sean, let's just start. Freeway Jared has already brought it up. We we're going to start here anyway, but Missouri offered a 6'6 <laughs> wide receiver in the portal from Texas A&M Commerce. Um, and uh, just kind of first reaction to, to seeing the Andrew Armstrong offer today. Uh, six foot six wide receiver with over a thousand yards receiving and 13 touchdowns. Yeah. A lot of people are going to go after a guy like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Freeway. I'm, I'm pretty sure Drinkwoods is watching the show right now. He's like, I'm waiting for the, <laughs> I'm waiting for freeway to give us me some free information right now. But yeah, yep. I mean, it's a, yeah, a guy like that. that's super productive. Uh, interest. I mean, he just entered the portal like earlier today and he's already got like six, uh, six, power five offers right now so uh probably gonna be a hard get for missouri but uh yeah anytime a guy's like that and like you said on the board you know you're gonna missouri's gonna lose a couple of wide receivers so you know uh due to graduation so they're not gonna come back this year so you know hey why not try to go out and see right. if you can coax a six foot six guy that had over a thousand yards to come here i mean so. to be honest they've been fairly thin this year at wide receiver michael manning has played in games at times that matter um <laughs> and that's not an insult to micah but that was wasn't the plan coming into this season. Uh, J.J. Hester transferred before this year. Toski Dove is done. Barrett Bannister is done. Jamarian Wayne moved to receiver before this season. So 
basically the receiving core and tell me if I'm missing anybody. I mean, I know they got, they got incoming recruits, but Luther Burden, Dom Lovett, Mookie Cooper, and Makai Miller. That's yeah. what's back. I think. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. Just off the top of my head and in, incoming, you got Marquise Johnson, you've got uh, Josh Manning. So in this year's class. So. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've got seven ish, but look, you've got to assume one, at least one of those freshmen probably isn't ready to play. You know, um, I, I mean, let's be honest. Mookie's in his second year. He's got 16 catches, but like he's not super productive. You'd like to see um, Makai Miller, I think, take that leap next year. Um, and and, and hey, the, the the commenters are anticipating what we're going to talk about today, so we'll just we'll just let them ask the question. Jason says, not sure if it's a recruiting question, but could be relevant. Do you think we will be outbid by someone else for burden services, and will he transfer if he gets a better deal on a better team? And look, I still. Like if I had to put money on it, I think Luther Burden is going to play football at Missouri next year. But you are naive if you are not acknowledging what is going on in recruiting. I mean, Blake Baker and Eli Drinkwitz both said it out loud this week. Hey, yeah, we know there are guys on our team that have heard from other schools. And now if you want to believe that guys on their team have heard from other schools and nobody in any other school in America has heard from anyone at Missouri, you believe that. You go on uh, and, and assume that your guys are the only ones following the rules and everybody's not. But this is how <laughs> the portal thing works. And yes, I guarantee there are schools that are looking and saying, hey, there's a five-star freshman there who like he's had the okay year, but you know, uh, it hasn't been great. There's a kid, he, another kid from St. Louis, who at one point was the SEC's leading receiver. They're playing in an offense that has trouble getting them the ball and doesn't have an obvious answer at quarterback. I think we should maybe, you know, just kind of put out back channel feelers to see what's going on with those kids. I guarantee that has happened. That does not mean they'll leave. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of how this works, right? <laughs> That's how relationships are built in high school. And whether you, you whether you uh, directly communicate with the kid or not, now maybe that's not going on, but there's definitely channels there. I mean, you know, they've been through the recruiting process. They built relationships. Coaches know their parents, their relatives, their high school coaches. Their other so, coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So look, that's how this is kind of this kind of how the you know the new transfer portal thing kind of goes on in terms of recruiting and kind of recruiting before actually entering the portal and throwing feelers out there and seeing what the, you know, feeling the water, dipping your toes in there. So yeah, it's definitely going to go around. Um, Yeah. It's interesting to think about. uh, And obviously Missouri fans are hoping that that doesn't happen. So you've got to, I mean, look, but here's the thing, you know, Drinkwood's had not very good success uh, hitting the transfer portal for a quarterback last year. Uh, There's going to be options this year, whether he, I mean, look, if there's a good quarterback out there, they're going to probably go four one. But whether that ends up happening and, and comes to fruition, who knows? Well, but that's, I, I mean, that's part <laughs> of this. I, I think part of that offer to that kid, and and look, let's be honest, he has six offers today. He's going to have forty. The kid's <laughs> probably not coming to Missouri, if we're being honest. But the point is, they're going to offer some other receivers because part of this is playing defense against what might happen. I mean you are going to lose kids to the portal. You may Mm -hmm. lose kids you don't want to lose to the portal. And that's not Missouri specific. That's college football these days. So you have to be prepared if that happens. You can't just, 
I mean, if you get to the end of the offseason and two of your wide receiver, your top two wide receivers have left, well, you better have something to come in and replace them. You know, you better have some options. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, look, like I said, th- this guy's obviously, you know, the Armstrong kids, obviously kind of a freak athlete. He's six six. You know, he, he was super productive. Look, everybody in the country is going to offer him. And there's Missouri's going to probably offer some more guys that were really productive, whether that's FCS level or a G5 level kid. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that trend continues. And to be clear, just so everybody understands, Texas A&M Commerce is an FCS school. The FCS portal opened yesterday. Yes. You know, like that's where Missouri got Connor Wood from a couple years ago. So what uh, they got Kiki Chisholm, I think, from from there a couple years ago. So those are the kind of guys you're going to see for the next two weeks is FCS kids whose teams probably aren't in the playoff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the difference obviously in an FCS kid versus maybe some of these bigger school transfers is these are kids who, Hey, they may be coming from an 11 and one football team, or they may have had 2000 yards receiving, but they want to take their shot at the higher level. You know, we see it all the time in basketball division two guys transferring up. It's right. less common in football, but, uh, you know, you're going to see some. I mean, DJ Coleman this year, he might have played his way into the NFL draft this season. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see outliers like that, like this like this Armstrong kid. Obviously put up great numbers. I mean, there's going to be other FCS guys that are going to hit the portal. Uh, I mean, that have, especially, you know, look, it's like we said. I mean, there's a lot of intrigue and offensive, defensive linemen that have starting experience and put up good numbers, whether you're at FCS level or uh, or, uh, or higher. You know, so there's going to be a lot of intrigue in those type of guys too. And so, wouldn't be surprised to see them make some of those guys I, on the line make the jump on both sides. Yeah, I I tend to think I don't know. Maybe you don't agree with this. <laughs> I tend to think it's more likely for a skill position guy to make the jump yeah. than a lineman. I mean. Because the lines are just different at that level than they are here. It, you know, if if you're like this this Armstrong kid and you're six six, two hundred pounds, I mean, that kind of translates anywhere, right? Yeah. So there might be a few six foot five, three hundred and twenty pound offensive tackles that are playing in FCS, but there aren't a ton of them. There's not a ton, yeah, yeah. But they'll, they'll you know, some some schools will take flyers on those guys. But yeah, I agree with yeah. you though. Like skill positions, like wide receiver uh you know running back uh cornerback you know th- those kind of translate a little bit more so yeah uh jason is asking mizzou hasn't recruited the state of washington how did they land the quarterback i mean that's a bush hamden thing right yeah. bush hamden yeah he was at washington before he came to missouri so i'm sure he knew of jabari johnson when he was out there and and that's the connection yeah hamden was on that so on the on Washington staff previously. So he's got a lot of ties out there on the West coast and you see Missouri sprinkle in and offer some guys out in California and, and places like that. But, you know, Gabari's been, uh, that's been a, that was a good little, uh, good little pull from Missouri. I mean, he's put up a good season. His season just came to an end this past week. Uh, but he put up some good numbers. I think he had 170 yards rushing, 184 yards receiving, and uh, I think it may be a couple touchdowns. So fortunately his team lost and his team and his season's over with, but, uh, pretty successful season for him. Yeah, Mizzou fan number seven saying drinking Baker made it seem that that you need to be prepared to lose a decent number of guys to the portal. I mean, Sean, I'm going to be stunned if it's less than 10. I, double-digit transfers are coming. Yeah. Whether that's guys that are playing, not playing, whatever, it's going to be double-digit guys. Because, I mean, I don't know what the exact number was last year, but there was only a handful 14. of teams in the 14. Yeah, yeah there's only like 14 teams that lost less than oh. 10 players or whatever. So 
Oh, okay. I thought you were saying from Missouri. No, Missouri had fourteen guys. No, I was just I was just giving yeah. a big picture view. You know, there's not yeah. there's not there's not a lot of Power Five teams that lose less than ten uh, to the transfer portal every year now, and that's right. just that number. I and, think it's just going to keep up going up. So, and again, if you're losing kids, like let's be honest, the kids that have entered already are L.J. Hewitt and Davion Sistrom. They weren't mm. playing. They're yeah. not going to go to other Power Five schools or better Power Five schools. That's fine. You can afford to lose those. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about the kids. Good luck to them and all that. But that's not one that the ones that you worry about. And look, it is a problem for a school like Missouri that is just kind of in the in the middle there of what power five football is. The problem that you don't want to have is a kid that's playing well here and all of a sudden now has a chance to go to a place where, hey, it's still a big stage. But rather than winning five or six games, they won ten, nine or ten, and right. they they can go play for something. And that's that's what you have to play defense against. Is you know there's a food chain in this thing, and we all know Georgia and Alabama are at the top of it, and Ohio State, and then there's another fifteen to twenty schools right below that, and then Missouri's probably you know kind of on that next tier. So you got to watch out for the schools in the top two tiers coming to get the guys. You know, Alabama may look at Missouri's roster and say, well, there's only four kids we think can play here. But they'll mm. come after those four kids if they want to. <laughs> yeah, or if they like enter the, the portal. It's kind of like the Jordan Addison situation last year with, you know, right. the, pit, the pit wide receiver. Obviously, Lincoln Riley taking over. Can, they had a big year at Pitt, but Kenny Pickett was entering the draft and uh, their offensive coordinator went to Nebraska. So, of course, there's some NIL money involved in that too. But, right. uh, but yeah, you get a chance to go and uh, help USC, you know, I mean, Lincoln Riley going there and having his quarterback and, and taking a lot of people from Oklahoma, yep. you know, that's a that's a high-powered offense, and uh, they're probably going to play for the Pac-12 title. So, Right, and so so the flip side of that is, okay, when you're Pitt and you lose that kid to USC, well, you understand you're below USC on the food chain. So who are you above on the food chain? I, You know, I, I mean, pick out schools, whether it's lower in Power 5 schools or the entire G5 or whatever, then you got to go find the kid from that school that can play at your place. You know, I mean, that's, that's just how the game works. Uh, John Henry asked if Chris Parker is trending back to Missouri. This is a a basketball question. I I don't know if I'd say trending, but he is planning a visit here. I believe it's not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, I think is when it's looking like he's going to be here. And that's a good sign. He's planning to make an announcement in December. So certainly Missouri's in it. I'm, I'm not ready to say they're getting him, but, but certainly I think have a chance. Um, Jamie Paredes wants to know, is there anything keeping a school from putting together a staff for college scouting and recruiting that is separate from their high school and JUCO recruiting? I mean, there's so far as I know, there is no limit to the number of like recruiting personnel you can have. Is there? I don't think so. I, I think the only limit's definitely just to on-field personnel and who you can kind of and how many know, people can be on the road. On the road, yeah. So I mean, right. I don't know if you know. Uh, at least the teams I'm not involved with, I'm not aware that they have a specific, uh, you know, one or two people to to look at the portal, and then they have specific I, high school people. I, I don't know if it's just a combination or a blend, but I'm sure they have to separate it somehow. And I'm sure they're probably people in charge. They're probably just all under the same umbrella, though. But. I mean, I would be stunned at this point if most schools don't have somebody who is in charge of portal yeah. talent identification. Like, look, we know, I can tell you for absolute fact, every major program 
has somebody whose job and probably multiple somebody whose job it is to monitor the transfer portal. Right. So as soon as a kid goes in, I would assume that Missouri has one or more people that their job is okay. Immediately go find out everything you can about <clears> this kid. If it's at a position we need and look like the kid from Texas A&M commerce, I don't know, maybe Missouri already knew who he was. I sure didn't, but you know, but as soon as that kid's name pops in the portal, okay, go look at his huddle, go find mm-hmm. his highlights from this year, go find out a little bit about him. Right. And then if that guy thinks, Hey, this is somebody Eli Drinkwitz needs to look at, then that goes up the food chain to Eli Drinkwitz. And, and they say, Hey, you need to need to check this kid out. And five hours later, he has an offer. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in terms of the, the A&M commerce wide receiver, it was uh, Pendleton that extended the offer. So yeah. Um, you know, I think Christian Hines is another person that I've seen kind of throw out some offers. No, not I don't know if it's like transfer guys, but I mean, in terms of this guy, uh, it was Pendleton. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure they all have different roles, and somebody's definitely going to monitor that every day. And especially now since FCS has started, and then you know December fifth, uh, you know the Power Five guys can enter. So. Right. And recruiting is, is not a 10 man job. Like, like Sean said, 10 guys can be on the road. Like 10 guys could go visit these kids. Um, if Missouri signs this kid from Texas A&M commerce, Jacob Peeler will technically get the credit for it. Jacob Peeler probably didn't find him initially, probably didn't identify him, probably didn't make the first contact with him. But if it gets to a point where Missouri has a chance, then it's Jacob Peeler's recruit. You know, it may have started out as the recruiting GA's recruiter, analyst, or whatever. Um, but but it, as they have a better and better chance, it goes higher up the food chain. Uh, how crazy will the transfer portal season be? And what do you think should be done with NIL in the portal to make things better? I mean, it's going to be wild, man. I, I mean, it's and it's <laughs> going to come in waves, right? You're going to get a handful of kids on December 10th or December 5th. I'm sorry. Yeah who either are on teams that aren't in bowl games or just don't care about playing the bowl game and, and want to find their spot or whatever, then you're going to have another wave because this stays open until, what, January 20th, I think, something like I that? I think so. I'd have to yeah, double check and make sure. But yeah. I know it's a 45-day window, so then you're going to get the wave after bowl games, right? right. Where kids are like, hey, I want to go play a bowl game with my team and I want to get the free gift card to Bass Pro Shop or Camping World (laughs) stuff or whatever it is that they give out. But then I'm out and I want to go somewhere for second semester. So like December, let's say you play a December 17th bowl game, December 18th, your team's going to have eight transfers. Um, And then this window will close and kids will go through spring football and we'll get the next wave on May 1st. Yep. And yeah, it's it's gonna be nuts, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I think right now, uh, I think I don't know if it was an official number, but I think it's been like three hundred and something kids have entered uh, the last two days, FCS wise. So, um, yeah. So just imagine. I mean, it's probably gonna be a lot more than that, Power Five wise. So, I mean, yeah. it is basically like the only way to view this is. If you get drafted in the NFL, you sign a contract. Your rookie contract is four years with an option for a fifth year. Yeah. What this is, is signing a four-year contract, but written into that contract is one time, whenever you want, you can void this contract and just leave with no penalty if you want. I mean, that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, like a, it's like a free agency card in the middle of your contract. 
Yeah, and then especially with the new rule now, where you can transfer one time right. without penalty before you know, and then you you can't do it again until your grad transfer. So yeah, I mean you got you got that one chance, you know, one shot. Don't play the to play that Eminem song when they hit the portal. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Jared says the portal is why he doesn't care as much about recruiting rankings, and I get that, but. I don't know, Sean, you're still better off signing kids and developing them and keeping them out of high school than trying to find the right 10 guys in the portal every single year, aren't you? Yeah, if you're doing a good job of it. I mean, you know, right. uh, yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, then again, it goes back full circle. Like, yeah, that that's your grand plan. But then, you know, you got, the, you got those, you know, say half those guys develop well. Well, two of them may hit the portal, you know, in a couple of years. So, you know, it's just kind of, it's so hard to really plan, you know, you, you just got to kind of figure out, you know, coaches just have to figure out, you know, have a good idea of who's going to leave and then plan for that, whether that's portal or adding more high school kids, you know, so it's just, yeah. it's a mess. I know they hate dealing with it and uh, you know, it's fun to cover, but it's also going to be like super overwhelming too, you know, once yeah. December 5th hits and all those people hit the portal. I mean, yeah, good luck. I mean, I'm going to try to keep up with it as best I can, but I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to be perfect. So, <laughs> well, Sean, how would we, how are we going to cover the portal when Twitter's dead? When the portal opens? <laughs> hey, man, I, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, writing some Twitter obituaries uh, over the past few days, and we're, it's still available. So, you know, I, I didn't get, I didn't get all caught up in that. Yeah, unfortunately. If it, yeah. if it ends, I guess I'll switch over to Instagram and start posting pictures. But whatever. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, last question, I promise. Who would be the worst <laughs> loss for Mizzou? Burden, Abrams, Drainer, love it. And look, before, like, we will answer this question. But yeah. I do want to say, like, you know, none of these kids, there's not any necessarily indication these kids are going anywhere. Like, it feels like we're doing a show of doomsday scenarios here. <laughs> and I don't want to... I don't want this to become, oh, my God, Gabe and Sean got on and they said our top seven players are entering the portal. Uh, no, that's not the case. Uh, it, look, they may all very well be – every indication I've gotten is those kids are real happy here and they may stay here and everything's good, man. It's just – it's what college football is. If you're not acknowledging the possibility it could happen, then you're living in – 2018 or whenever it was before this all started <laughs> happening right i mean yeah it's 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 just kind of it's coming up you know because obviously the fcs portals opened up so we've seen a lot of people uh enter the portal and now missouri's offering this a&m commerce kid who had a big year so it, obviously it's kind of the hot topic of this of this show but yeah, you just have to you have to prepare for it. You you have to prepare for your your top guys to leave, and that you know we kind of right. seen that that's happened previously uh, with Mikhail Wingo, and you know you got to be prepared for it to happen again at some point. So right, and last year, hey, Mikhail Wingo left, and they went out and got Christian Williams, and it's probably been like maybe it's a little drop off, but it hadn't been big, you right. know. So that's how it happens. Um, but but as far as the actual question goes, look. The truth is Luther's the biggest loss if it happens for two reasons. First of all, he's got more time in college left. He has to play two more years. Second of all, it's just the public perception of it, man. I, I mean, it just, you get the number one receiver in the country, and if you lose him after a year, it's just fair or not, like the public hit of it would be pretty tough. 
Yeah, I would uh, agree with that and everything you said. I, I would probably just, to be different, I'd probably say love it just from a production standpoint. And, uh, you know, he's still pretty young, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would probably say that. But, for, yeah, but if you lose the number one guy you invested a lot of time to get to, to come here, and then he takes uh, – and it's not like he's – you kind of say, you know, he's he's, been, he's had an okay year, but, you know, looks when we go back yeah. and compare him to other five-star receivers in this class, in the class he was in, he, he probably has pretty good stats, honestly. So I, I mean, I looked it up. He has more touchdowns than any freshman wide receiver in America. Right. So it's not like he's having a bad season. It's just – we talked about this six months ago. Don't right. think this kid's going to come in and have 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. It's not <laughs> realistic. But it, it, I'll just wrap up with this saying, so you know how you do the the either, neither, or both thing? Mm-hmm. I think the most likely scenario is that both of those kids are at Missouri next year. But I think the next most likely is that neither of them are. And the only reason I say that is I think, like, they know each other. They're friends. They've been, right. like – you don't want one to leave because one leaving would make it more likely the other would leave. But again, I got to be clear. I think the most likely scenario is that they are both here <clears throat> next year. So we're not like, we're just answering your questions. You know, we're not saying that this is going to happen. <laughs> Something to keep uh, in mind. I mean, we, we kind of talk about package deals in high school and, and things like that. Now you got to worry about package deals and in, uh, in transfer portals. So. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, Zach is entering the messer, message board tra- uh, transfer portal. That's a shame, man. Well, I mean, well, you come to the you right know, place if you don't but, have a job. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we did get him fired. So, you know, that's our fault. Um, no, but this all leads to kind of what I we, we had a lot of questions. So we got to those first, but I, I kind of want to wrap with this. I mean, this is all starting, Sean, in what, 13 days, the portal opens. Right. At the same time, you are going to be two weeks from or 11 days from signing day for high school kids. At the same time, you are going to have 82 of the 131 schools in the country preparing for bowl games. Like, does college football think that everything has to happen in the month of December? Like, we just have to put it all in the same month and you can't do things other times? I guess so, man. It's like, hey, we got we got to capitalize. But it's stupid. <laughs> Stupid for us, man. That's for sure. Stupid for the well, coaches. Stupid too. for the coaches. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Those dudes get paid. I mean, they get paid a lot more than you and me do. So I don't feel bad for them. But how do you balance all those things? Like, yeah. if I'm a head coach and I'm going, okay, I got 24 hours in my day. I'm going to sleep for five of them because <laughs> I feel like that's the minimum I can get by on. I got to probably spend two hours with my family. So there's you're down to 17 hours. Um, so what's going to take priority for you over the, those next two weeks? Making sure all your high school kids are are going to sign. Making yep. sure you're, the kids on your team aren't getting poached by other schools in the portal. Making sure you are working the portal to get those kids. And then, oh, by the way, like sixth in line, unless you're in the college football playoff, is getting your team ready to play the Marmalade Bowl. <laughs> And so uh, that's why you're going to see a whole bunch of crap on the field in bowl games. That's probably a, a very accurate breakdown of the order of how things yeah. go in December. <laughs> right. I, I, to be fair, the family thing's probably lower, to be honest. But Well, I was going to say, I mean, either that or sleep. I mean, who needs sleep, right? right. <laughs> but, I mean, it just, 
I, I still, they've got to move. The one thing they can move is the early signing period. Like I get why the transfer window has to be now. It's when right. it makes sense. But the early signing period does not have to be on December 15th. But then you want to move that up to uh, earlier? I want to move it to July. Okay. I want uh, to tell kids, if you know where you're going, if you know what you want to do, you get no official visits, sign in July. You are eligible to sign in July if you know where you want to go. If you don't know where you want to go, cool. September 1st, your five official visits start. You can go through the recruiting process. You can sign in February like everybody always did. But the yeah. early signing period, put it before the season for the kids like Max Wisner or Brady Cook who were like, I got this offer and I don't care about anything else. That's where I'm going. That kid can sign in July. Yeah. No, that makes sense if you wait till February and yeah. Yeah, if you're dead set on where you're going to go. But you know how these kids are. They might be dead set in July and change their mind once, you know. <laughs> well, then, but Right, but then just don't sign. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and, and hey, the exemption is if your coach leaves the school, you're going to be out of the letter. That's fine. It's understood right. going in. If you sign somewhere in July and coach gets fired on, you know, November 10th, hey, you're back out there. You can right. sign somewhere in February. Uh, I, I just... It's too, of course it makes sense. It's too easy to, I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be happening. No, I like the concept and, you know, obviously uh, pushing everything back, especially signing day back into the February. I mean, I think that would be huge because then you got the portal, the yeah. portal window, uh, that portal window, it's that closed. first portal window will be closed. So you can yes. focus on that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a good, I, I mean, look, this thing like with, Portal, NCAA, they, they changed the portal rules and window time frames and when you can enter like so many times in like the last few months since the season started. So, I mean, I'm sure something's got to be done about this. And I'm sure enough coaches, I'm, if enough coaches will complain about it, something will have to be done. Well, I mean, the way they've handled the portal and NIL, and look, it's not a surprise. It's what college sports do. But it's seriously like if you were having Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday and you're going, okay, man. Thanksgiving dinner's Thursday. It's going to be turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. And then, like, you're partway through the first course, and people go, yo, but I don't like turkey, man. Let's just make a let's, – let's have some ham. Okay, well, shit, go get the ham in the oven. We got to get that. And then, oh, well, the ham's going to take five hours. What do we – call DoorDash. Get McDonald's in here real fast. That's how they've handled all of this. They've screwed it up ridiculously. Yeah, there definitely the needs point, to be a no. I, I get the moral yeah, get to, of this story is that Thanksgiving dinner for college sports is McDonald's cheeseburgers from DoorDash. I think you, I think you just kind of slyly slid your uh, uh, Thanksgiving Day experiences into that rant. <laughs> no, I, I mean the whole point of that rant is simply this: I should clearly be in charge of college sports. I mean, I think a lot of logical people would think to think the same way you do, but you know, unfortunately, <laughs> those logical people don't run the NCAA. <laughs> well, and also, like, it's the coach's fault too. I mean, they they complain about, but these things don't get approved without the coaches, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think things have changed. Whether that's I like the early signing period idea in July, and then just bring it back to February. You know, July early yeah. signing period, and then regular February, and then. You know, the, your portal window's closed. You can focus on closing out your uh, high school class. And, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And as long as as long as long we're on things that are dumb, let's finish up with one more thing that I think is dumb. Um, so 
Uh, we had Eli Drinkwitz's press conference yesterday, and I don't have the quote right in front of me, but, you know, just talking about the transfer portal and kind of went on and on about how, you know, kids need to learn to fight through adversity and all that. And he will not be the only coach that says this. Every coach in America will say it over the next three weeks. You know, hey, you sometimes the grass isn't always greener and you got to go through some tough times to be good and all that. So, first of all, let's stop pretending that the third string running back wanting to go somewhere else is the downfall of American society, right? But second of all, how many kids over the next three weeks are going to be told by their head coach, hey, man, we need your scholarship. You probably ought to find a place to play. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> right? So, um... so which ones have to stay and fight? The ones that you think are going to be good? Exactly. But the ones that aren't going to be good – Oh, no, we don't – no, oh, no. Fighting through adversity, that's not for you, man. You know what's for you? Emporia State is for you. Man, that's a huge demotion right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they play football, honestly. But. I'm pretty sure they do, I think, but yeah. Well, I didn't want to pick on some like <laughs> – like I didn't want to send the kid to UAB and insult UAB. Like that's a solid program. That's you know? a solid program, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean it's kind of one of those where – yeah, it's it's coaches they're talking and maybe they actually do feel that way, but there's a little bit of a wink wink to those statements too, you know, because hey, you know, they're doing what you just said. It's like, hey, you know, we could probably squeeze in a couple more talented transfer guys. Uh right. hey, you know, the third stringers take a hike, you know. Right. Yeah. Don't don't decommit, son. That's a, <laughs> that's a bad start. Oh, hey. <laughs> this five star just decommitted from somewhere. It's cool to decommit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey man, it, I hate to. I, I know that you know, like we we gotta drop you. <laughs> yeah, right. Just and just be honest about it, and I wouldn't even care. But you know, as long as as long as we're pretending that the problem is all on the eighteen-year-old kid who is mad he didn't get enough snaps as he thought he should have, uh, then we can get on our podcast and insult the coaches that are saying these things. So, oh yeah, um, it's a, that's what this podcast is for, you know. But, yeah. yeah, I mean it's true though. I mean, but, you know, look. We, you know, but there's there's a lot of stories out there of, of that happening. We know it happened. So, uh, but yeah, the the coaching the coaching high ground with a little bit of a wink wink whenever they say stuff like that, though. So, yeah. All right. Uh, last thing, Sean. What portion of your meal will you, will you be on on Thursday when we probably find out? Oh, hey, some kid committed, and we gotta. Will, will we be appetizers? <laughs> Morning drinks, main course, dessert, evening drinks. I'm really hoping I hadn't even started eating by the time the news comes out. But right. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the appetizers on my end. So I, ho I hope it happens early. And uh, I think we don't need to. Do we need to remind people who we think is going to commit on Thursday? Look, there there have been hints. They can figure it out. Um, we don't like to say that we know a kid it's, is going to commit before it's out there, but I mean, if you are interested, read my 10 thoughts for Monday, you'll find it. I think the biggest hint will probably be plastered on the front page too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out some future casts. So, um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, Hey, Thanksgiving on Thursday. Enjoy it. Um, appreciate everything. Uh, yeah. any, any parting shots? Uh, no, nah, man. There's a lot of uh, a lot of transfer portal talk, which a little bit different. What a uh, something I wasn't expecting, but yeah, it, it's almost here officially for the Power Five guys. And I think the uh, dishing out the uh, the FCS offer there to the wide receiver kind of prompted this. But it was fun discussion, and I'm sure we'll keep talking about it uh, <laughs> throughout the rest of the uh, coming months. So yeah, I mean, I think we got. 
I don't know. We got three or four more of these before signing day, and then we'll 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 probably go on hiatus for a little while, you know. Um, but uh, but we will certainly be active at least up to any bowl game Missouri could play early signing day, all that here on these shows. So uh, thanks to Sean. Thanks to all you guys for watching. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, leave us nice reviews, share it on social media, do all of those things we ask you to do every week. Also get in touch with James Carlton at State Farm Insurance, carltoninsurance.net on the phone at 314-961-4800. James is a big Mizzou fan. He wants to help out Missouri. He is a big supporter of powermazoo.com. You have to have insurance, so you might as well go with somebody that likes the same things you like. And uh, and you guys can give him a call, get a quote, mention Power Mizzou. He's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective. Appreciate all you guys being here. We are still going to do the Wednesday show. Gerard Hamilton and I will be back tomorrow uh, with football talk. We're going to take Thursday mostly off and uh, Mizzou, Arkansas Friday. So we'll talk to you all later.